in Mishnah 18, where Rav Shimon said that the world stands upon three principles, and we said that many say it's not standing, but it exists, it sustains itself. On Din, that's you know, justice, and MS, truth, and shalom and peace. The question was, what's the difference? In Mishnah Beis, it says the world stands upon three things. And Shimon HaTzadik says that they are on Torah and Avodah and Gemilas Chasadim. So which is it? Is it Mishnah Beis or is it Mishnah Yudchev? We need to clarify this. Probably that's the reason why many correct in Mishnah Yudchev and they take out the word Omed instead and they say Kayam, which means how does it exist? I think that the difference is the following. In Mishnah Beis, that's talking about why the world was created. The world was created for three purposes. Torah, Avodah, and Gemilas Chasodim. We have to imagine this Mishnah as if there are three pillars suspended in space and the entire globe that we know, Earth, is literally sitting on those three pillars. It cannot stand on two pillars. What's holding it is Torah voting Milas Chasodim. Our rabbis teach us that if not for the Torah, Hashem would not have even created the world. The Pesach that comes to mind is, If not for my covenant of day and night, The law that establishes how heaven and earth operates, Hashem would not have done it. It's very, very important for us as Jewish people to comprehend this because that means that every time we study Torah together, every time we pray to Hashem for the welfare of the Jewish people and the return of the exile to Jerusalem and the rebuilding of the temple, every time we do an act of kindness or we visit the sick, or we help a bride get married, or we accompany the dead to their final resting place. Anytime we do something, what we are doing is securing the world, the foundations of the world. We can think that the globe is suspended in space, but it's not really so. It's not suspended. There's something that's holding it. There's a foundation to this world. That's why when we see thousands and thousands of young men throughout the world studying Torah day and night, and we think that perhaps they're incompetent, perhaps lazy, to go ahead and follow the way of the world, we need to know that they are the ones that keep the world going. And Rashi Right on the first Pasuk in Torah, immediately states that, that the reason the world was created, Bishvil HaTorah Shenikra That's the purpose. And that is what Shimon HaTzadik was telling us here. The Jewish people, they are the ones why the world was created. And because the world was created for us, it is our obligation to keep the world going. And how do the Jewish people keep the world going? The world that was created for their sake 
is by them studying Torah and doing the service of Hashem and being kind like HaKadosh Baruch Hu is to us. In Mishnah Yudches, however, that's a whole different concept. There it's talking about how do you sustain the world that Hashem created. You could be learning Torah. You could be engrossed in the service of Hashem and you could be doing acts of kindness. But if the inside, if the core is rotten, then you will self-destruct because everything that you're doing is not true. Your Torah learning is not true and your service is not true and your kindness is not true. It's not based on truth, which is the highest requirement in Hashem's vocabulary. And every civilization that didn't practice codes of social justice, making sure that people can live together in peace and harmony, never lasted. So what Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel is teaching us is, you've got to have a justice system, you've got to be truthful, and only that way are you going to maintain the peace. I saw something very interesting here. It says like this, I'll read to you the Hebrew words, and then I'll translate it. God al-Hashalom, peace is the greatest, most important. Sha'afilu Yisrael of the Mavodazara, even if the Jewish people were to serve strange gods. But Vishalam Benehem, but there is peace amongst them. Ain Midasadim Pogas Behem. Midasadin, the hard letter of the law, will not be able to touch them. Now it says further, but if the Jewish people are divided, Vain Shalom and there is no peace amongst them. Afilu even if they are observing the Torah, Midas Hadin Bahem, the strict letter of the law could affect them. And from here we learn the great principle of staying away from anything that resembles any kind of conflict. We see what conflict happened by Korach when he was swallowed up into the ground. We see any time that the Jewish people are not at peace, trouble follows them. That is the reason why there is a Gemara that says, when a judge judges truthfully and honorably, he becomes a partner with Hashem, and he causes the Shechina to rest amongst the Jewish people. Because as long as you have truth, that means people can solve their differences, so then you're avoiding machlokas. What leads to shalom? That's din emes. So it really all blends in. If there is a din emes, then there's shalom. To have shalom, you need truthful judges. And the judgment itself has to be truthful. And you can't be swayed. And people have to feel confident in the system. Once you don't have the confidence in the system that everybody does what they want because they know they're going to get away with it. There's a word for it, anarchy. All the disputations in the Gomorrah is based on one thing, the search for truth. In other words, Hashem gave us a Torah. A lot of what it says in the Torah is very coded. If you get a message from the king, 
or you get a letter from the king, you want to know what the king wrote, every word of it, because it could affect your allegiance to the king. And especially if the king didn't give the letter or the secret code to the way the world works to everybody. He decided to only give it to one nation out of all the nations. So they had better, better figure out what the king is talking about. Especially if he wants us to be the light onto the nations. You can't be the light onto the nations if you don't got the light. So you got to turn the light on. And the light gets turned on by understanding what the king wants of us. So the rabbis would read the Torah and they'd come to a posuk and they would say, what does Hashem want from us? How are we going to fulfill our obligation? So Abaye would say, this is the interpretation. This is what he wants. And Rabbi would say, no, it's not that. Because if it was that, then you wouldn't need the extra letter there. And because there's an extra letter, that means something entirely different. And you see this all over. The Beishamai, the school of Beishamai held like this. And the school of Beishillel held like that. And sometimes Beishamai served Hashem different than Beishillel. And Beishillel different than Beishamai. Because they felt that this is what's the requirement. That Rav and Shmuel would have their dispute. But it was a machlokas l'shem shamayim. We're going to learn later on in Pirkei Ovas that machlokas l'shem shamayim sofa l'hiskayim. A machlokas which was with the intent of God's honor sustains itself and it lasts, endures in a positive way. So when we're searching for truth, there's no end. That's why the great sages found it important afterwards to codify all the disputations so that we should know that they pondered and searched for the truth to the umph degree that no stone was left unturned in trying to understand God's message to the Jewish people. And in every generation... All these Torah academies, all these yeshivas, and all these kolos that sit and study, what are they doing? Doing one thing, whether they realize it or not. What does the master of the universe want from us? How do we fulfill it in the best way? And the more we love Hashem, and the more we care about Hashem, the more we dedicate ourselves to that. And that's why there are sometimes people that just fulfill the mitzvahs to just do it without any heart or soul or intent or love. They just do it because as a Jew you got to do it. But then there are other people that, like I like to say, are in love with God. When you are in love with something, you shine it, you perfect it, you make sure that there's no scratch Everything is perfect because you want to serve 100%, not 99%, 100%. Like we want from God 100%. So if we want from God 100%, He deserves our 100% also. The problem is, we want God's 100% and we want to give Him 50%. I 
I can ask myself, I look myself in the mirror, am I true to God? Is this a true relationship that I have with Him? Do I do what I want or do I do what He wants? Do I give it my all? I want all. I want Hashem to give me everything. Do I give Him everything? I mentioned many times, my great rabbi, a blessed memory used to say, I am to God and God is to me. How much of me is to God? He used to say, I need my whole I need. Every bit of me. Every part, every fiber. When a Jew picks and chooses what he does and what he doesn't do, can he look himself in the mirror and say, I'm a true servant of God? I struggle with this all the time. I was playing God, being COVID separated in the women's gallery, looking down, and I was saying, well, God is also looking down. So let's say I was God and I was looking down. Would I be satisfied with what I see? When we see habitual conduct, not... A person, for instance, once in a while comes late, and we can definitely attribute it, but habitual, and not one, but more than one, that impacts the truth of the service. It's the truth that's impacted here. We need to be truthful unto ourselves. Now, how can you become truthful unto yourself? Unless you judge yourself. They say the Chofetz Chaim, before he went to sleep at night, he made an accounting of how much time he wasted every single day. Great, great rabbis, at the end of a day, would take an accounting of their actions. My father used to say to me, my rest in peace, when he confronted me and I did something not proper, and I had to answer for myself, I was late or I was this, so I gave an excuse. So my father would say, All the excuses are always good for the one that makes the excuse. At the end of the day, the job was not done. And we have a job to do. And our job on this world is to be a loyal, truthful servant to Hashem. In all aspects. We pray for that every single morning. Give me the opportunity to study and to teach. To observe and to do. And to fulfill. All of what you ask of me. We can't say, okay, I'm doing enough. It's never enough. Hashem didn't give us 513 mitzvahs. He gave us 613. There's a purpose for that. The Torah is divided into two portions, positive action and negative action. Positive is 248, according to the limbs of the person's body, and 365 is up to the arteries and all the other parts of the body. So there was an intent that Hashem had to keep us healthy in body and soul. And Hashem created the body according to that architectural plan, according to that engineering And he gave us the Torah to complement that in order to keep us alive, safe, healthy, prosperous. The goal is to be truthful unto ourselves, to be able to look into the mirror. I put in a full day, Hashem, I tried my hardest to please you, to do your will. Recognize that it's a big mountain to fulfill everything, but to be truthful and not to judge ourselves with Excuses. 
my father would say, there's a Mishnah that talks about plagues. Call managia adam ra. A person sees everybody else's fault except for his own fault.